welcome to the Pet Business Coach Podcast, where I help you make your pet business dreams a reality. I'm your pet business coach, Eliza. As a pet care professional, we tend to encounter unconditional love, wet sloppy kisses, and tail wags, which is awesome. But we also tend to encounter stressed out animals. Today, we're going to talk about some ways that you can make your pet clients and your human clients more at ease during your interactions with them. You'll learn to develop lifelong loyalty in your clients, both furry and human. I think it's going to be an amazing show, so give the dog a bone and the kitty some catnip and let's dive right in. As a pet sitter or dog walker, we're used to dealing with stressed out or fearful pets. I myself am an expert at getting frightened kitties to come out from under beds. In fact, most pet sitters and dog walkers have an abundance of patience. Part of our job is to make the pets feel comfortable and minimize any stress they may feel. Part of our job is also to minimize any stress that the pet parents are feeling. Leaving your pets, your babies, in someone else's hands is traumatic, even under the best circumstances. This is why when folks find a pet sitter they know, like, and trust, they tend to become customers for life. You can minimize or eliminate any initial anxiety for the pets and pave the way for a stress-free pet sitting experience for the pets and their owners. Here's a few things that you can do to put the pets and the pet parents at ease quickly when you meet and work with them. Tip number one, ask a lot of questions. As sitters, we want to be respectful of people's time during an initial meet and greet or telephone call. We tend to worry sometimes that we're imposing on their homes and their lives and their time. With few exceptions, this couldn't be further from the truth. As a pet parent myself, I've interviewed and hired many pet sitters over the last, wow, 30 years. The ones I feel most comfortable with are the ones that ask a lot of questions. I've never once gotten frustrated or impatient that a potential sitter asked me too many questions. I pay attention as well to the types of questions they're asking. It's easy to ask, and most pet sitters will ask you, what does your dog eat, for example? It's much more comforting to me and a little harder for the pet sitter when they ask me what my dog eats, when he eats, where he eats, and how much he eats. You can even take this to the next level by asking probing questions such as whether the dog is a social eater, what to do if he doesn't finish his food, or does he have a tendency to eat too fast? It's your job to give the client a sense that you are all over the details, and the hallmark of a great pet sitter is attention to detail. This is a double bonus. This will also minimize your own stress level because you'll be equipped with the knowledge you need to recognize normal from abnormal behavior when something doesn't seem quite right and the owner isn't there. Tip number two, arrange for a meeting with the pets while the owner is there. Whenever possible, set up an introduction between yourself, the pets, and the owner. I call this the chaperoned introduction, which simply means that the owner is there when you're interacting with the pets. This doesn't have to be a long meeting, but do include enough time in the meeting to sit and just be with the pets. Spend some time sitting at their level, maybe talking to their owner, making both of them feel comfortable that you're simply there. 
It's even better if you can schedule this meeting during a time or an activity that is part of the pet's normal routine. For example, if they feed the pups at 5 p.m., ask them if you can come at that time and either watch while they go about the normal routine or even assist with it. When I say assist with it, you might um, ask them if you can feed the food bowl and put it on the floor for the dog or open the can for the kitty uh, for their evening dinner. Something that integrates you into the pet's routine uh, as you're meeting them is helpful. One thing to note, if you've been sitting for a while, you know that there will be times when a pet with their owner around acts entirely different than when they're not there. This is really hard to predict and sometimes, quite frankly, unavoidable. But this initial meeting with the owner present will at least help you understand that pet's behavior later on and form a baseline for you. Now, you may or may not want to charge uh, clients for this introduction, but it is a great way to put both clients and pets at ease. And it'll give you a greater level of confidence the first time you need to walk into a home to meet that pet unescorted. Tip number three. Make sure the owner has all the pet's favorite things at the ready. Does their pup have a blankie? You know the one. It's ratty and old and has generally seen better days, but he carries it everywhere and goes to it when he needs comfort. Or does the kitty have a toy she loves? It's the toy that she will insist you get out to play with her and no other toy will do. Make sure you ask your client what these items are and make sure they leave them out and ready when you visit. Anything familiar and comforting to the pet will ease any anxieties they have. This goes for food, too. If the pet has a certain treat that they absolutely love, and you know which ones I'm talking about, they're in the back of the cupboard and they only get taken out as a special treat, ask the owner if you can give these, in moderation of course, to the pets. This will make the pet feel as if they're on vacation as well and quickly form a trusting bond with you. Pet sitters are incredibly compassionate people. They do what they do to earn money, but primarily they do it because they love and care about animals. They spend a lot of time around animals and they know how to behave around them. And consequently, most animals take to them very quickly, but there are always some who take a little longer than others to warm up. Our jobs go beyond simply feeding, pottying, and cleaning up after the pets. We're a source of comfort, consistency, and love for them when their pet parents aren't able to be there. That makes it very frustrating for a professional pet sitter when when the pets are stressed out as they want to provide the very best care for each and every pet. Take heart, though. The pet parents of these animals know this, and they will be willing to work with you to help you gain their pet's trust. And if you follow the advice we've covered in this episode, you'll gain your human client's trust as well. So to recap, number one, ask a lot of questions during the meet and greet or whenever you meet the client. Number two, arrange for a chaperoned introduction to a pet. That's the introduction while the owner is present with you. And number three, make sure you ask the owner what toys, blankets, food, or other items are the pet's favorite and have them ready when you come to visit. I'm focusing this month on reducing anxiety in both humans and animals. In fact, May 2nd through May 8th is Dog Anxiety Awareness Week. This stress can make your furry clients cranky and unhealthy. You do a great thing by caring for animals in their own environment and allowing them to follow their normal routine. 
You can celebrate Dog Anxiety Awareness Week by taking the time to minimize stress for your furry and human clients, and they'll both be loyal customers for life. That's our episode for today. I hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, I would love it if you'd leave me a review on whatever platform you're tuning in on. And if you're ready to take the plunge and launch your own pet business, or if you feel a bit stagnated and want to take your existing pet business to the next level, then reach out to me for a free strategy planning session at www.thepetbusinesscoach.dog forward slash coaching. That's www.thepetbusinesscoach.dog forward slash coaching. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, you always have a choice. Don't forget to choose happiness.